What's going on, Sunbelt fans? Welcome into the week one preview for the Sunbelt, uh, presented by the Sunbelt Syndicate and me, Dominic Crescetto. So we're going to preview the first matchup, and then we'll just go in order of how they're going to kick off and make it easy. We open up with Virginia Tech at ODU on Friday at 7 p.m. kick, and that's going to be on ESPNU. Uh, we expect the weather at this point. Obviously, it's a little further out, but Maybe about mid-80s, a little cloudy, uh, but pretty good weather for football, especially on that Friday night. Put it on national TV there. ODU gets to see Grant Wells again. He's officially been named the starter for Virginia Tech, and they did go up against him last year when he was quarterback for Marshall. So they do have some experience against this Virginia Tech team in that sense. Uh, ODU did win a matchup against VT back in 2018, and they actually won that game 49-35. to I don't know if I quite see it playing out the same way this year, but hopefully they can present themselves well, especially for the Sunbelt opener and uh, opener before everybody else plays on Saturday. Uh, the question I think you've got to ask here is, can ODU's defensive backfield hold up against Grant Wells and a, a mostly unproven group of Virginia Tech receivers? Uh, they've got some guys with some experience, but not a lot. And so, you know, this ODU backfield, it's a question mark, I think, right now. Uh, I know that they ended the season strong. We'll see if they can start the season strong here against Virginia Tech. We know the crowd's going to be going crazy. Uh, it's going to be a, a packed house. And hopefully that can help push ODU over the edge. But if I'm breaking it down, i I got to be honest, I think Virginia Tech's just too strong. Uh, I'm going to go with Virginia Tech 32, ODU 17. Moving on to the next uh, game of the week uh, will be UNC at Appalachian State. That game is at 12 noon on ESPNU as well. Uh, we expect, again, a little further out, especially in the mountain towns um, and also with some of these other schools that are closer to bodies of water, we, we can't really accurately predict what the weather's going to be. Well, right now it's looking like maybe uh, 70s with some rain, maybe some storms possible as well. Uh, back in 2019, App did win this matchup 34-31. to That one actually happened there in Chapel Hill. UNC opened up the season with a close game against the FCS opponent Florida A&M until they kind of outpaced them a little bit towards the end of the third quarter. So I guess the question mark really in this one's going to be, can App's defense recover from the losses that they had on that side of the ball? And can they keep that young quarterback, Drake May, from opening up the UNC passing attack? Uh, the rushing attack actually had some success against Florida A&M as well. I just don't know if they're going to be as strong looking against a pretty good and aggressive App State rushing defense. But... They do have some talented wide receivers there for UNC, Josh Downs being the single biggest receiver that they've got as far as targets and somebody looking to break the game open with. Uh, if they can keep those guys from, from making too many plays and keep May from having too much time, uh, I think they could have some success. I think they will have some success, but I think UNC's probably going to get into a little bit better rhythm after what they started with last week. So uh, I am going to favor App in this one, but in a close one, App 31 UNC 24. Next up, we've got Norfolk State coming into Marshall. That's a 3.30 kick on ESPN3. Uh, right now looking at maybe 80s with some clouds. Uh, I don't think there was much of a chance of precipitation. 
So hopefully that can hold off for fans in attendance there at Marshall. Uh, Marshall won the only previous meeting, 45-7. to I think the big question mark in this first game here is how does the offense look under Columbia and and very, you know, possibly without Rasheen Ali. Uh, last I still heard, he was still going to be taking some time away from the team and, and hadn't quite returned yet. So new quarterback without their running back. Let's see how they look. Um, this is a good one for them to start off with, though. Uh, Norfolk State shouldn't present too much of a challenge and should help Marshall kind of get rolling along even with the loss of Ali in that one. So I have Marshall taking that one 42 and Norfolk State 10. Next up, Troy opens up the season at Old Miss. That's on the SEC Network for a 4 p.m. All times are Eastern, by the way, uh, just because I am over here in the East. Uh, so 4 p.m. Eastern kick time. Last time, back in 2013, Old Miss won 51-21. Now, obviously, that was... Quite a bit ago at this point, just about everything's changed for both teams. So I got the question mark really of here, can, can Troy's strong defensive front hold up to the SEC size and speed, and can the veteran offense put up points? Um, I think they'll be able to put up some points. I really do, and I, I think the, the part that's going to hold them back is just how many points they put up. I think Ole Miss will score too, and so I do favor Ole Miss in this one. But a little bit closer of a game than maybe some are predicting. I've got Ole Miss 31, Troy 21. So a rather close game there. And we'll see if Troy can hopefully pull up the upset instead. Uh, then we've got Nichols at South Alabama on ESPN3. That's a 5 p.m. Eastern kick. Uh, South has never lost to Nichols in three games. But they did need overtime to beat them back in 2016. Uh, a lot of people are expecting South to have this great year all of a sudden. Uh, they could, but if you want that type of season, you're going to have to get off to a good, strong start here. This is not a type of team you want to go into an overtime battle with at this point of where you think your program should be and where you hope it to be. Uh, so I think the deal looked good, though, because I think Nichols you know, is going to present maybe a few challenges here and there just because of a matchup, but I don't see them outpacing them or, or pulling off any big shocker here. So... The question mark for me really is more of how South Alabama's offense looks. Uh, I do think they'll look plenty strong enough, maybe a little closer than expected. I've got South Alabama 28, Nichols 17. Next up, Texas State opens at Nevada. So they've got a little bit of a, a travel there. It's a 530 Eastern kick. Uh, it's not televised to my knowledge. It's going to be roughly 100 degrees and bright and sunny so they shouldn't have any issues there with the weather uh, and honestly Texas State's not going to have any issues with the heat because they're just as used to that as the Nevada players so no real big advantage for one side or the other there uh, they did used to be in the whack together uh, for those of you that remember that conference and its existence uh, Texas State is one and eight versus current Mountain West teams so that's not a great benchmark and we don't think that Texas State is going to be a world beater this year. But we want to know how Lane Hatcher looks and how's this defense improve? Because if the defense improves, this game could be a little bit closer than expected. Nevada's coming off a pretty good season and usually has pretty good seasons over there in the Mountain West. And a lot of people think that Mountain West, that AAC, those two current G5 uh, conferences are, are some of the strongest. So I do favor Nevada in this one. I'm going to go Nevada 31, Texas State 20. Next up, Morgan State at Georgia Southern. That is a 6 p.m. Eastern kick. 
they probably looking at low 80s uh, with the possibility of some storms there. You know, Georgia Southern, for those that don't know, is in Statesboro, Georgia, and located, you know, just down the way from Savannah. So uh, they've got some of that coastal type weather that could make its way in there. Could cause some issues in this game, but we'll see. Uh, I think just like the Nichols opponent for South Alabama, uh, this is a great opponent for Southern to open up the season with. What does their new look offense look like? How does it operate? How much success are they having? Do they find the playmakers they need at wide receivers? And also kind of if they do that, do they play it safe you know, and don't show too much? Or do they go ahead and try and open up that passing game and just kind of see what they've got, show their fan base and Clay Helton, their coach, what they can do? Uh, I I would say they're going to go ahead and open it up and not be afraid to show stuff on film. I mean, this team's coming off a 3-9 and nine season. They, they don't really care about putting stuff on film for other teams because there's not going to be a lot of it. So I, I think they open this one up just fine. I think they open up the season just fine. I've got Georgia Southern 38, Morgan State 14. Then we'll move on to Middle Tennessee opening up their season at Newcomer JMU. This is a 6 p.m. Eastern kick on ESPN+. Plus. We've got uh, looks like low 80s, partly cloudy, uh, not a big chance of storms, but again, Harrisonburg, much like Boone's, kind of in that mountain-type weather. You don't really w- know what you're going to get till maybe the day of. Uh, this is a, a welcome to the FBS era down in Harrisonburg. Can the JMU offense put up points, or is this a little bit too much pressure in their first game at home? What's probably a little bit of a raucous crowd. I know that the opponent isn't great. Middle Tennessee hasn't been great, but they're they're a solid. I would say middle of the road, maybe slightly better than middle of the road G5 team. So it's actually a good test for them to start out with. It's not a world beater, but it's not somebody they should just destroy. It should be a very competitive game. And I think it it's going to be that way, actually. I, I think the question mark here is how does JMU's defense hold up? Uh, we know that JMU's had some great games against P5 opponents and beaten some FBS teams in the past. Uh, so I don't think they're going to be afraid, and they've got some transfers that are going to come in and help them. I actually have JMU taking this one, 34-31. Next up, Army at Coastal Carolina, 7 p.m. kick, also on ESPN+. Plus. Again, Coastal uh, position there near the coast of South Carolina. Uh, you're seeing low 80s with a very decent chance of some storms rolling in. So what's this coastal offense look like after losing some people at key positions? Uh, we know we how many guys they put into the NFL, and how do they adequately replace those guys? Do they adequately replace those guys? Uh, they, you know, obviously Coastal's got some experience against option offenses. Um, they did beat Southern mostly easily in the past two seasons, and you got to ask: Is Army going to be as good as they were last year when they went nine and four? Uh, I don't think either of these teams is going to be as good as they were last year, but I think it could be a great game to watch uh, regardless of that. I actually have Coastal taking this one 31 to Army's 28. Then we've got Liberty at Southern Miss. That's a 7 p.m. kick on ESPN+. Again, similar in the weather outlook at this point, kind of that 80s temperature with more storms possible down there near Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Uh, Liberty won the last matchup in 2020, 56-35. So you got to ask the question again, until we see it, has Southern Miss found their quarterback? Uh, they've got some young talent there. They're, they think it's promising. 
this might be a decent test. Uh, you got to see if Liberty's offense going to fall off after losing Willis to the NFL. So that Southern Miss defense could look okay. Uh, but I do think Southern Miss is coming off of a disappointing season, a number of disappointing seasons, if we're being honest. And I think Liberty's still going to be more in the reload instead of the rebuild phase. I think Southern Miss is still in the rebuild phase. But I do have this one being closer than expected because of what Southern Miss has coming in from the transfer portal, as well as picking up some more scholarships for their team this season compared to last year. So I've got Liberty squeaking this one out 28-20. to And we've got Southeast Louisiana opening up their season against the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns, the defending Sunbelt champions. That game is at 7 p.m. also on ESPN+. Once again, you're looking in the, the low 80s with some storms possible. You gotta ask yourself, what do the new look Cajuns look like? I mean, they lost graduation, they lost people to the NFL, they've lost their head coach to Florida. You know, this is a lot of question marks for a team that otherwise could have been solid had they kept some of those pieces going into this season. Obviously, that wasn't gonna happen after what uh success they've had over the last few years, but regardless. You got to ask yourself, do they win as comfortably as they should? Uh, on paper, before this matchup happens, you think, uh, you know, Sunbelt champs, they've got a lot of talent. They should beat this team easily. But I don't know if I see it that way. Louisiana's had some struggles in early season matchups before. Uh, this is an in state game, even though it's not any kind of rivalry. It will be something where those players feel slighted for not getting picked up by Louisiana, by the Cajuns. Maybe they didn't get. The looks they thought they should so I think this one does start out pretty close and I think the Cajuns kind of distance themselves more towards the end and uh, they pick up the victory 34 to 21 after that we've got Grambling at Arkansas State that is an ESPN 3 kick at 7 o'clock again just like a lot of the other games probably mid 80s low 80s uh, with some clouds. So in this one, you've got to ask, how does Blackman look in his return? We know that after the Coastal game last year, he was injured for the rest of the season, but he started the season very hot. Can the offense look that way this year? Uh, the first two games last year, they scored a tremendous amount of points. They were in a shootout with Memphis, uh, but they came out on the wrong side of that. This is a, a team where you don't want to get into a shootout, uh, but if you do, you should certainly be able to put up more points than an FCS offense there with Grambling. I think the offense does look good, but we definitely still need to see more out of Arkansas State's defense to have some confidence. Maybe they get that in this one. I've got the offense definitely carrying this one through with a victory for Arkansas State, 42, and Grambling with 13. Then we've got Georgia State opening up their season at South Carolina. That's a 7.30 kick on the SEC network. Georgia State's faced an SEC opponent three times in the last four years. Uh, can they pull an upset this year similar to the Tennessee win back in 2019? I think it's possible, but they're going to have to beat out some early season struggles that they've had to get over that hump. I don't know if I see it happening just yet, but I do see this as a competitive game and one that I think Georgia State can learn a lot from moving forward. So I do have them dropping this game to South Carolina with South Carolina going with 32 points, Georgia State 28 but again sometimes you learn more in a loss than a victory and i think this bodes well throughout the rest of the season for georgia state but i do have them starting off with an l here to start the year 
And then finally, we end with UL Monroe, the Warhawks, opening up their season at Texas. That is an 8 p.m. Eastern kick on the Longhorn Network. Uh, Monroe, we know Monroe struggles against P5 teams. Uh, they haven't had great seasons at all here lately. And since 2016, they've lost 10 games by more than, on average, more than an... Uh, since 2016, they've lost 10 games by an average of more than four touchdowns to those P5 opponents. So let's be honest, we don't expect a lot from Monroe. A lot of people do expect Texas to be much improved, uh, but they may be kind of like that Notre Dame that we've seen lately where they're just vastly overrated for another year. We'll have to see, but I'll be honest, I don't think even Monroe's best game beats Texas in this one. I think Texas wins easily, and they take this one 56-14. That about wraps it up for week one. I'd love to be wrong, and I'd love to see some more Sunbelt teams win this week, but hopefully our strongest conference partners can look good against their competition and we can use that to roll into week two and have some more success till next week